We're taking shots. It's shot time. Shot time. What are we drinking? No, we don't say that yet. What are we taking shots of? It's a mystery. It's not. It's your worst fear. Stop. Put these peanuts in your mouth. Okay. Can we rephrase? <laughs> Slurp this peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Take this nut juice. All right, shot one. Shot one. Wow. <laughs> that is as syrupy as I remember. <laughs> Jacob used his nasal spray right before we took shots so he can taste every bit of it. Ugh. Wow. Are you okay? I hate it. I know. What was worse for you, this or Conor McGregor's proper 12? This. Really? Yeah. Fucking hate you guys. <laughs> All right, shot two, I guess. Shot two. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Ugh, it's so sweet. It's basically candy. <laughs> Jacob already just doesn't like peanut butter. Get this over with. I don't want to do it. I know. You can do it. Well, I mean, do you want to sit here for longer or do you want to get it over with so you can forget about it? I do have a terrible memory. Here we go. Thanks for peer pressuring me. It worked. Shot three. Shot Cheers. three. <laughs> Dick, are you okay? I don't think I've ever puked because of alcohol. Oh, I've puked so many times because of well, the alcohol. You have, you have that sensitive stomach. I have a sensitive you stomach. You puke with everything. This is true. Yeah. Are you okay? Jacob, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. <laughs> can you taste it in your mouth? Mm -hmm. The peanuts. Swallow. Swallow the peanuts. Swallow. <laughs> oh no. Gross. This is three. Three shots in. You're wearing a baby blue baseball tee? He is. I have never seen you in that shirt. No, I wear this. Baseball tee? Yeah, it's white. Have I ever seen you in that? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. think I have. I hate it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what okay. a bitch. Like, you're any different to me. I'm only speaking that way because of you. Usually, wow. usually, regular Jess would be like, oh, weird. I just don't think I've ever seen you in that. And then I would have stopped. Jesus, Tally. But you, I wake up first thing in the morning, Danny. Oh, no. Okay. First thing in the morning. Okay. And you know how this goes. Probably. It's not good for your skin. If you go to sleep with makeup on, yeah. it's not good for your skin, but you wake up the next day and hey, you don't look as bad. This is true. It's a little smudged. You just kind of look like you partied a tiny bit. Yes. But, but your you skin still, still looks good. You still look cute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but if you wash it off like you're supposed to and you moisturize and everything, you look really pallid and kind of corpse-like the next morning. And so I'll do that because I'm supposed to. And I come out here to have breakfast and Jacob straight up will look me in the eyes and go, what's wrong with you? You look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to know if she's sick because we live in the same house. So ask Jessie, me if I'm sick. <laughs> Jesse, how are you feeling? Are you all right? <laughs> Normal person words. Sometimes it's not even what's wrong with you because that's even a tiny bit polite. It's, it's like, just you look, look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he won't walk away. He'll wave her a response. <laughs> like, now I owe him an explanation. As to why you look so shitty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then there's there's times, too, where she's like, we're all going to Ricky's or whatever. And she's like, why? And she's like, okay. And I'm like, are you ready? She's like, yeah. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> he looks at me with those furrowed brows. Yep. Like this. He goes. You're going to wear that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then she, like half the time it's like, yeah, I don't care. Fuck you. And the other half she's like, fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'll catch me on days where I'm like, mm, I question what I'm wearing. <laughs>
<laughs> and then you're like, mm, you're going to wear that? And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Change now. <laughs> Tally, you're such a lesbian. Just go lay down. Come here. What's wrong with being a lesbian? There's nothing wrong with it, but I'm a married Christian woman. Get your snoot out of my coot. <laughs> Look, Denny. Tell me. It's literally in my coot. You're so inappropriate. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Three Shots In. This is episode 19. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Yep. It is 19. I'm Wonderful. Jake. I'm Jess. And joining us today is our guest, Danny. Cook. Hello. Thanks. Like the champagne. Oh, yeah. That's the really cheap one, though. The bottom shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Not cool. Bottom shelf champagne. <laughs> You like it, though. That's like the only kind you buy. Yes, that's true. That and the barefoot. That's true. Both bottom shelf. No, you buy the cooks when you're going to mix it with orange juice anyway. Yes. So, Danny. Yes. I'm going to give you time to prepare an introduction for yourself. Okay. Think about that right now. We took shots tonight of the unfortunate, disgusting, sorry excuse for liquor. That is Screwball's peanut butter whiskey. It doesn't claim to be liquor. It's a liqueur. Okay. Well, it's fucking gross. Whatever it is. Peanut butter liqueur. It's disgusting, and it should be lit on fire everywhere It'd be simultaneously. A really, really sweet-smelling Molotov. It wouldn't even catch fire. No. You couldn't even use this as a Molotov. You couldn't. We're drinking wine tonight. I am. You are. Ooh, well, I'm drinking real wine, the red kind. You're yeah. drinking dessert wine. Not <laughs> even white wine. It's dessert wine. It's Moscato. Yeah. It's pretty good. It tastes like uh, like someone spiked my Capri Sun a little bit. Hey, <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> so, Danny, yes. would you like to introduce yourself in 10 words or less? Describe yourself. That is, hello, my name is Danny and I am 10 words. Go for it. She is Danny and she is a teacher's assistant that is getting her bachelor's degree dash psychology. <laughs> right on. Right on. Talked about your career. Yeah. I'm a smarty. Learn nothing personal about you. I get it. Nope. Nope. I get it. Mario did the same. I thought. Dude, I don't remember. I remember he cheated. He, he did. Said, he, used... he gave 12 words instead of 10. Mm-hmm. And he said that it was because Italians count differently. <laughs> Honestly, like I buy that. That's fair. I'm okay with that. He got the mulligan for that one. Yeah. Yeah, he did. What's the topic, Jessica? Topic today is uh, women on death row for most of us. Uh, we did, we did divert, we did change that topic name mm-hmm. to just women given the death sentence. Right. That's what right. the topic is. Women who have been given the death sentence. Right. So that could be women who are on death row right now. Mm-hmm. Women who have been on death row and have since been executed. Right. And it does not have to be in the U.S. That is also correct. We made those rules. I mean, but fuck the rules, right? Because I also made the rule that it has to be kind of current. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And and I said, I don't fucking care. Yeah. (laughs) And I found one that was way older. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Uh, But this was, this is a, this is a fun topic because women are not typically involved in violent crime, which is why it's so interesting. Right. That's why they had a whole, that whole show uh, snapped. Snapped. It's still going actually. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like I won't watch it because of the reenactments. I, that's the only reason I'm driven to watch it actually. Yeah. But the stories are interesting because it's women that do murders and that is interesting because it's so rare. It doesn't happen all the time. You know, a man kills his wife and family. We barely bat an eye. A woman kills her husband and neighbor 
and we're like, oh shit, what happened? You know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's far more interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, in my, in my research, I found that there's a, a very, um, dark, depressing cocktail that has to be, is typically involved in women freaking out that way and doing terrible criminal things. Okay. And those things are apparently like literal brain damage, physical abuse and sexual abuse. And like for almost, almost for sure, you're guaranteed some kind of sociopath. Hmm. I only know that because in my research, I read like four different people. That's not like, yeah, it's not the whole gamut, but that's what I kept reading. Yeah. So based off of your research. Yes. That's 100% true. Yes. Wow. For four people. (laughs) That was true. That is, that is. It's worth saying. Mind blowing. Worth saying. So we all have people we're going to talk about. Danny, you have someone. I have someone. Anything you want to preface before we get in? I have one thing I want to preface. Uh, let's hear it. Mine is really sad. Yeah. It's I felt like, I felt an apology coming from you. Super, super, <laughs> super, super depressing. Okay. Super, super, super bleak. Awful. Yeah. For you listeners, because it is going to be so depressing and bleak and quote awful, I guess that was all a quote, but <laughs> uh, we are going to have Jessica go first. That way you get really low and down in the first part. And then we raise you later on. Not really, because but we are all sad. <laughs> we're still talking about women who ended up voted by a jury of her peers to die rather than continue living, you know, among society. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Mine's pretty fucked up, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, OK, before we get into that. Shall we spin the wheel one time? We shall. Danielle, would you like to spin the wheel? Raise your hand. Here we go. It's, yep. Watch it. There are pieces with splinters. Don't touch the broken wooden pieces. Just do one clean sweep Mm -hmm. and spin it. All right. Like Wheel of Fortune. Here we go. It was a good, good clean spin. Good job. Just grab this card. Thank you. All right. What's something you tried once? And we'll never try again. Danny, I think you go first. <laughs> Whale. Riding a hoverboard, Jacob. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I remember. almost died. <laughs> you on a hoverboard? Yes. Why did you try it? Well, my brother got it and it was badass. And Jacob and I and my brother all went out front on the cement might I add, and decided it would be so fun. And we were creating like fun videos and we were having a blast until, well, the accident happened. The accident. The accident. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The homegirl, homegirl slipped backwards, right? Mm -hmm. And her head hit the sidewalk (gasps) so hard. Oh my God. So hard. And she wasn't wearing a helmet, obviously. I ain't no loser. it sounded like someone like knocked really hardly on like a window, like glass, like, like, oh my God. It was just, it was so loud. And I remember me and Dylan were both like, oh. and it was silent for like probably a good like second and a half. And we were like, uh, and then, and then mayhem ensued. And then the crying began. Oh my God. It hurt so bad. We thought I had a concussion, but no, I was okay. Just never got back on the hoverboard. You YouTube failed without... Without the video record of it. I could have been famous. I wish I would have recorded it. (laughs) I wish you would have recorded it. Dude, even thinking about it now, fucking hilarious. (laughs) So my answer is kind of a cheat answer because it's not me. It's actually Justine's story. But you won't try it because she tried it once? No, I've tried it before. I just didn't do it well. I didn't eat shit. I just, 
I was like, mm, I didn't enjoy that. That's not for me. Okay. But then Justine tried it and it did not go well for her. <laughs> so you know how sometimes some at some point in some in everyone's life, we've ended up in a Toys R Us and seen one of the um, <gasps> display skateboards. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and at some point you place one on the ground and just see if you can balance on it. It looks so easy on the TV. It looks incredibly easy. I play Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I, I played do it. This. No, so did I. Yeah. And I was like, let me just see if I can. And I was like, mm, this seems really wobbly. I'm going to stop. I made that decision. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Justine did not make that decision. Uh-huh. Just, Justine is our sister. She's an adult now. <laughs> when she was a child, a sweet summer child, she uh, put one of the display skateboards in a Toys R Us before they had like locks on everything. So you couldn't just like remove it off the shelf yeah. and fuck around with it. She put a skateboard on the floor and stood on it just to see what would happen. And I'm going to go ahead and preface. I can't remember if the story she told me was about a skateboard, a display skateboard or a display pogo stick. I, <laughs> I recalled it as a pogo stick. <laughs> That's what my memory was. That's so bad. Yeah. As I'm talking about it, I'm feeling more confident that it was a pogo stick yeah. than a skateboard. Cause I know I personally tried a skateboard. Justine, I'm pretty sure decided a pogo stick was safer. Of course. And she was wrong <laughs> because she tried just like one little hop and like flung herself into the shelf. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> According to her, it hurt really fucking bad. She fucked herself up. <laughs> But no one was there to see because she like adamantly whipped her head around to make sure nobody saw it. Then she put the pogo stick back where she found and limped away. hoping, <laughs> hoping Nobody had seen it. And I'm here to tell you that Terry worked at a Target at one point. Uh huh. And they have you on security cameras fucking around and doing that shit. And they save it for a period of minimum like... 10 to 15 years in case you decide to take someone to court. And that's every department store. So they still have it. They still have it now. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And they won't get rid of it until that time has elapsed and she's no longer able to take them to court over it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's fair. Security officers have watched that video. That's amazing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they replay it for themselves on bad days. Probably. Mm-hmm. I would. It's a rainy day. They need yeah. a little pick me up. Look, look, look at this dumb little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Grabs a pogo stick. Oh my God. Yeah, that was the first thing that came to mind. Well, for me, it's going to be something that I had tried once that I will never try again. Okay. Was is going to be snowboarding. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I did the little hour long like training session, right? Mm-hmm. There's like a 10 foot slope that you're training on with an instructor, right? Then we go up the the ski lift, (laughs) right? I hop off the ski lift. I fall. (laughs) I land upon my left wrist. (laughs) Is that how you broke your wrist? Well, hold on. If I didn't break it at that point, I at least fucked it up. Okay. Then was like, fuck it. Still going to go. I need to get down, right? You can't take the ski lift down. They don't let you. So I got to get down this hill. So I start going down the hill. I fall. I land upon my left wrist. <laughs> the very same wrist. Again. 
Yeah. So needless to say, it was painful. I broke it and decided, you know what? I don't think I'm dexterous enough to go snowboarding, snowboarding again. So <laughs> let's just cool it on that. Okay. And there you have it. I will never go snowboarding again. Honestly, that's a way more badass story than the way I broke my wrist. Were, were you not mufasa off the top bunk? Or was that, <laughs> was that just seeing? <laughs> no, I think that was me. But no one, no one like pushed me or anything. No, Mufasa didn't. Then it was Nicholas pushed Justine off the top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> Our cousin pushed Justine off the top bunk of the bunk bed. She broke her wrist that way. I broke my wrist that way too, but there was no scar to my Mufasa. Like no one pushed me off. <laughs> I was by myself and just like I had landed in such a way that only my fingertips caught me. So oh. there was like I had did not have the strength to pull myself back mm-hmm. up, except it happened really fast. It wasn't slow. Like there was no, you know pleading with my brother to bring me back up onto the right, ledge. Right. Um, I just fucking like slammed down and tried to catch myself on the way and then like jutted my hands forward to catch me when I was about to hit the ground and they did this. Yeah. And by that, I mean this arm went way up here mm-hmm. because I still landed on my face, but this one remained like oh, this ooh. and went backwards. So luckily I didn't like Terry did the same shit, not on a, not on a bunk bed. I can't remember exactly what he did. He literally broke. Like there was separation of bone in oh, that way. Same, Terry. Same. Oh, he was on a swing in a in a um, playground. For me, they just they fractured both bones in this wrist. That's yeah. how that happened. I was just falling off the top bunk because I yeah. was being stupid. Fun fact: I also fell off of the top bunk and probably should have broken something, but luckily circumstances prevented that from happening. Is this the time you landed on one of our cousins? I did. <laughs> because you thought that draping, had, draping had, a blanket yeah. from one bunk bed to the other yes. would equal we a had, hammock? We had two bunk beds <laughs> and we built a fort. And so we had a blanket that was draped between each one. Mm-hmm. And I thought, dope, I want to sleep on the hammock. And so hey. I, I threw my pillow and I threw my blankets and I was like, all right, only thing left is me. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I jumped <laughs> and I fell and I landed right on top of my cousin. It was Michael. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh boy. He was not pleased. I could assume. <laughs> yeah, good times. All right. <laughs> Jessica, speaking of good times. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's time for my my woman put to death story. Yep. Wonderful. Okay. Well, moving right into that. Oop, oop, oop. Is my laptop frozen? All right, fellas. One second. You know a stern slurp when you hear it. <laughs> So um, I broke the rule that you gave me, which was to only go with women who had been sentenced to death recently. You said no later than the 60s. Yes. And I decided that what you meant was the 1860s. Is that not what you meant? That is not what I meant. I meant 100 years after that, one century past that. Mm, The 1960s, you mean? Yeah. Right. But I did all this research anyway. So we're going to continue. The Reading Baby Farmer. No. Oh. So I found something. It's pretty bad. If you can't tell by the name. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a pretty damning name. Fuck. Anyway. Victorian era England. Amelia Dyer. She's modest and respectable. She's married. That made you auto- almost automatically modest and respectable in the public eye at that time. Um, her father, Samuel Hobley was a prominent and well-known shoemaker. 
and he was able to afford a decent education for her, which was pretty great because at that time, education was not really given to women. Uh, She married at the age of 24 and she apprenticed as a corset maker for a while, but eventually she trained to be a nurse and a midwife. However, none of these offered the kind of cash Amelia was looking for. Okay. And in the the 1860s, she took up baby farming. Um, Now, I can hear you already asking me what baby farming is, and I'm (laughs) here with an answer for you. Thank you. In England and the U.S. at the time, there was an especially huge issue with poverty. There wasn't um, a whole lot of honest work available, and what was available required long-ass hours, and it paid fucking peanuts. Right. So on, on top of all that, in the 1830s, England had passed what was called the Poor Law Amendment Act. Okay. In an attempt to improve the situation, Uh, but part of that act removed the financial obligation on fathers of illegitimate children. Mm. They no longer had to financially care for children they were fathers of, out of wedlock. Gotcha. So, consequently, uh, orphanages were very full. And uh, the result was a system called baby farming. And in baby farming, infants were taken or given away to individuals who offered childcare and confinement services. And the caregiver would charge for their service on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, or they would accept a lump sum. Hmm. Now I'll bring you back to Amelia Dyer. Amelia, she had a motherly demeanor. She was well-spoken, she came across as very refined, and she convinced people that she would offer their children a safe and loving home if they paid what she considered to be a very reasonable cost. Right, which was? It varied. Okay. Um, now Amelia even went as far as to throw ads up in the newspaper. Okay. Quote, highly respectable married couple, wish to adopt child, good country home, premium required, very small. Mm-hmm. Most of the children brought to Amelia were infants. Mm-hmm. In reality, Amelia was the worst. On top of completely neglecting the children she took in, she would keep their food to an absolute minimum in order to raise her profits, which evolved into withholding food completely, instead feeding them what she called, I'm sorry, what at the time was called mother's friend, an opium-laced syrup. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Mother's friend. Whenever they complained about how much pain they were in from being mm. hungry. My God. This went on for years before a doctor was like, damn, that's a suspicious amount of dead babies. Oh my, <laughs> my God. God. Amelia was charged with neglect and sentenced to six months of hard labor. Uh. At some point, either before or after all of this, her first husband had peaced out. And she had remarried and had some kids with either her first husband or her second husband or both. What I read just wasn't clear on like the timeline of her personal life. Mm-hmm. It was more focused on her like criminal yeah. activity. Either way, go figure. She jumped right back into the baby farming business as soon as she could. But no doctors this time. Right. She decided also that it was way less risky to just dispose of her victims' bodies herself. Right. Um, you know, DIY. Uh, yeah. Um, and Life hack. Right. <laughs> In order to avoid suspicion, she also frequently changed her location and her name. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amelia would also realize that she could make way more money if her charges died faster. Oh my god. Yep. I heard <laughs> I heard you say lump sum earlier and thought, hmm, then it does not it does not benefit you to keep it around as long. Yeah. Yes. Yikes. You were exactly right. So in eighteen ninety six, the body of an infant was found in the Thames River, wrapped in linen and brown paper, with a strap of white fabric around its throat. Oh. Written on this fabric was an address which led authorities to Amelia's residence. They raided her home and found no bodies, but they did claim they were immediately overwhelmed with the smell of decay upon entering. At first... Oh my god, they were in the floorboards. At first, Amelia admitted to only one murder, probably the one that had her address attached to it. Mm -hmm. And she pleaded insanity. Okay. She alleged that she attempted suicide twice, during her first sentence of six months at hard labor, and that she, after that, had been in and out of mental institutions. She told people that at the age of 12 or so, she'd been charged to care for her mother when her mother developed an illness that deteriorated deteriorated her brain and made her violent towards her and her brothers, and she said that contributed to her insanity. However, eventually, she dropped all of that. Mm Mm-hmm confessed to everything she'd been up to for the past 20 or 30 years, give right. or take, saying, quote, you'll know mine by the tape around their necks, unquote. Oh, unquote. Fuck. It is estimated that she killed between 200 and 400 <gasps> children. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> the babies. It took her jury less than five minutes to decide on her guilt, and she was hanged June 10th, 1896, the same year of her arrest. Jesus Christ. Jessica. Yeah. That was fucked. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my God. Um, so one thing, uh, just something interesting. Because she was active at the same time, the exact same time as Jack the Ripper, she is currently on the list of suspects for his murders. So if you remember, um, it's suspected that Jack the Ripper had a medical history like medical training and stuff Mm -hmm. and because she had received training as a nurse and a midwife they i don't know i guess she is a suspect um she was living in the same area all that stuff and because all of jack the ripper's victims were prostitutes people wonder if the murders were actually botched like failed abortions that she was trying to perform like she they had she had been paid to do and then it just didn't go well um but pretty much everyone agrees that that's a huge stretch uh, she's just technically considered a possibility. Fuck. Well, yeah. I told you it was bad. <laughs> it's super bad. Um, she did write a letter to her son, though, right after she confessed, and I will find that for you in just one second. My poor dear Arthur, oh, how my heart aches for you and my dear Polly, and I'm sending this to tell you I have eased my mind and I've made a full statement I've told them the truth and nothing but the whole truth, as I hope to be forgiven. God Almighty is my judge, and I dare not go into his presence with a lie. I do hope and pray God will forgive me. I had a letter from Polly. She's coming down. You will have a lawyer, but for myself it is only throwing money away. I know I have done this awful thing, and I know that I alone shall have to answer for it. I've just wrote a letter to Willie, another to Father, Also, I have wrote out a true and faithful statement for everything. I hope God will give you both grace and strength to bear this awful trial 
God bless you, my dear boy, your broken-hearted mother, Amelia Dyer. Sounds like a woman who wants to go to heaven now. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> Not it does. before, but now. God. Uh, yeah. That's a picture of the Thames. I know what the Thames looks like. It's a river. There's yes. a bridge that goes across it. Okay. I'm just showing it to you because it's here. It's a really shallow part of the Thames. <laughs> wow. So pretty. It is, isn't it? God. That quote, by the way, you'll know mine by the white tape around their necks. They did find many more, specifically with white tape. Poor Bibis. I know. Yeah, that's really sad. Super, super sad and awful. Thanks for bringing us down, Jessica. You are so welcome. <laughs> Damn. Like, you know how I said mine was bad? Yeah. Yeah. No, apparently it's not. not. <laughs> apparently it's a fucking Care Bears special compared to yours. Compared to this. You know what, though? Okay. We had a historical figures episode. Yeah. It wasn't a serial killers episode. It wasn't a let's just find the cruelest person in history we can find episode. But what'd you do? Did you find a really cruel person in history? I don't know. You found a really rich, like royal sociopathic person in history who had almost no consequence for their actions for a really know. long time. Did you do that? I don't remember. I remember. You did. Boom. And she got Whatever. put to death. Whatever. Yours got to live out his days. Wow. Well, it's time for the break, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. God. All right. Well, let's let's go to break and maybe we can try to, you know, feel better after that. I mean, you can try. It's going to be a while. <laughs> Jacob, are you ready? Am I ready for what? Nati Peluso. <gasps> she recorded at another Colors Studios video. Oh my God. I know. Here we go. What's it called? Puro Veneno. <laughs> it's like watching Alien. <laughs> like, you know, it would fuck you up if you ever met it. You don't want to run into it in a dark alley. But at the same time, you're fascinated. She'll murder us both if we ever meet her. You said someone was a shoemaker. Her father. Her father was a shoemaker. Do you know what that's called? No. Other than shoemaker? No. Yeah. It's a cobbler. Oh, yeah, I did know that. Yeah. I always thought that was funny because, you know, you eat cobblers, like a peach cobbler, but a cobbler also makes shoes. Yeah. Yes. Speechless, Danny. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, Jacob. <laughs> Speechless Simon. <laughs> oh, God. Now we have to play that in yeah. the break. <laughs> yeah, let's play it. Play it right now. Okay. 
Jacob, does Danny want to hear Flamingo again? (gasps) Sure, guys. I'd love to. (laughs) That was the correct answer. I know. (laughs) Let's force it on her until she loves it. grandmother give me her vagina i mean your grandmother's vagina i don't give a fuck i'm flamingo bitch no rules here interesting ah you'd fuck old Derek. <laughs> yes huh He's sexier now. He's got like the gray streak. Oh, he's a silver fox now. <laughs> I'm going to look him up. I kind of want to see now. I don't know you what can... to type in. What the fuck is his name? Yes. Do you know the actor's name? Patrick Dempsey. Yes. You fucking gay. See, I don't know what it is about him. His nose bothers me. Really? Yeah, it's the nose. It's this. It's center no, stage. He always looks so sleepy. This is true, but he was a surgeon. He always looks like he's like on the brink of a nap, you know? He was a sleepy surgeon, Jacob. So sleepy. He Such looks sleepy like man. a substitute teacher who would have sex with his students. Yes, I am his student. Yeah, look at him. Look, he looks so sleepy. He needs a nap. <laughs> he needs a nap. He's tired. He's had one too many divorces. That's probably true. He has that vibe. Yeah. That's what you want. The other night, I told Jacob that he had a Squidward nose, and then his <laughs> response was to tell me to get liposuction. Okay. <laughs> that context. was your comeback. That context. was your comeback. <laughs> context. Context. She said she was going to gonna get a nose job or something, and I was like, trying to make her feel better. And I was like, I'm the one that needs the nose job. And she's like, yeah, cause you got a Squidward nose. <laughs> <laughs> so that I was like, well, damn bitch. Like maybe get some liposuction. Fuck you, get like <laughs> liposuction. All right, and the break time is over. And since we do have a guest on the show today, Danny, would you like to provide your story to us? Add anything to this episode? Sure, guys. I'd love to. All right. So mine is mine is not very sad compared to Jessica's on the sadness level. Mm. I mean, there's still some death that fewer, goes on. <laughs> fewer dead babies, I, I imagine. Many fewer dead babies. 
My lovely lady on the death row is Cynthia Kaufman, who at the time of being convicted and sentenced to being on death row was only 24 years old. Whoa, that's young. I know. Mine was 60. Yeah. Damn. She a youngie. Um, she was sentenced on August 31st of 1989. So this is not as long ago as yours, Jessica. This mm. is more uh, in the parameters of the rules that we were given, but it's fine. So she ended up being convicted of five murders. And so now she is one of the 20 women on the California death row. And fun fact, I picked her actually because she was the first woman put on death row since it was reinstated um, in 1977 in California. So I guess death, like the death penalty had been abolished and it was reinstated in 1977 and she was lucky number one to be put on there. So, and it took five murders. It took five murders to get there. Yes. Yes. So fair warning. We're going to bounce around in the timeline a little bit here, but here we go. So let me just set the scene for you. It's a Friday night, November 7th of 1986. Her and her boyfriend are sitting in the mall cafeteria, I believe. Romantic. Totally romantic. And they're in really nice clothing. It described like she's in like a nice like ball gown and he's like in a suit. Like they got really dressed up. And to go to the mall. That's actually, to go to the mall. That's kind of great. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I suppose their plan was to like find someone who was gonna be like carrying large amounts of cash because they targeted a girl. By luring them in with their ball gown. And I suit. guess. You know, Jessica? Do they think that's what rich people wear all the time? Maybe. Maybe that is it. But they ended up luring a girl by the name of Karina Novis. Um, and they ended up taking kidnapping her and holding her as a prisoner after they stole her all of her banking information. They like got it out of her. I, I'm assuming by torturing her, they got all of her banking information from her. Or like threatening to shoot her or yeah. something. And they said that they had her like in a bedroom of like one of their friend's houses handcuffed and was like questioning her and then ended up having her take them to her home so that they could steal a ton of her things and then try to like pawn it off later. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know why they got so dressed up to do this activity, but you know, that's what they did. They didn't it want sounds, to stand out. It sounds like what mm-hmm. smart, pe- smart people course, would do. In the mall, in the mall cafeteria. Well, if you're a rich person <laughs> and you're, you know, just naturally fancy all the time, but like down to earth, you know, you're searching for a sale. This is true. Even the wealthy shop at Forever 21, Danny. So they take her things and then they end up murdering her. Ah. Mm. Um, it is not said if it was the same night or not. It was in within five to 10 days that she could have been murdered. When uh, Once they found the body, they say it could have been within five to 10 days. Wow. Yeah. There was, that was a very large gap in time that they don't know if she was actually murdered the same day or later down the line. Um, and she was raped and strangled and or suffocated. There were strangulation marks, but also a ton of dirt shoved into the back of her throat that the coroner was unable to determine if it was done before to suffocate her or after she was buried. Mm. So that's uh, one of the murders. And then later on, evidence was found that helped them identify Kaufman and her boyfriend, Marlo. They found their IDs and some of the items that belonged to Novis, the girl that they murdered. So they were able to kind of put together that they were all together before her death. Mm-hmm. Um, then they fled to Big Bear, California, where like, they- Like you do. 
and they checked into the Bavarian Lodge and they used a credit card belonging to someone named Lionel Murray. Interesting. Right? And they don't fucking care about anything. They did not give a shit because clearly it was not theirs. They actually signed the name very, very poorly, like in the little check-in book. Yeah. And they were later convicted of murdering him as well, but there was not as much like detail and information about that kidnapping and murder. Mm -hmm. But, you know, add it to the list here. Um, But then it was said that before they fleed, they ditched Novus's car, which they used to drive to Big Bear. And it was very quickly found and all of their fingerprints were pulled from different parts of the car. They didn't do a very good job cleaning it off. Well, to be fair, they thought it was the way that you kidnap a rich person is by dressing up in a ball gown and going to the food court at the mall. Yes. And I don't know if you've ever driven into Big Bear, Mm -hmm. which I know you have, but for you (laughs) listeners... There's only one road in and out. Yep. So they know where you're going. <laughs> so you ditched the car in Big Bear. They odds know are, which direction odds are you're in. You're in Big Bear still. <laughs> yes. So um, they ended up being arrested for both of these murders on November 14th of 1986, which, if you remember, November 7th was when the first kidnapping happened. So it was very, very quickly they that they were caught. They wasted no time. They yes. were, yes, wasted no time. They were arrested. So during this trial, Kaufman testified on her own behalf, and she tried to say that her relationship with her boyfriend was the reason that she did the murders. It mm. wasn't her fault. He made He her. made me do it. You know, blame the man, of course. Of course. Poor baby. Right? And tried to pretty much force, was forcing him to, um, forced her to commit these murders, and that she did it out of fear for her and her son. Mm. And she actually had a psychologist uh, testify on her behalf, Dr. Lenore Walker, because she was an expert on battered woman syndrome. So this woman testifies saying that she had lacked the intent to kill and that it indeed was because she had battered woman syndrome and that she was afraid of her boyfriend, therefore murdering other people on his behalf. To save herself. To save herself, because, you know. So now we're going to jump back a bit. I warned you all that we're going to move around Mm -hmm, in the timeline. mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. we're jumping back to April of 1986. So several months before the first kidnapping and murder happened. And Kaufman was with her previous boyfriend, Doug Huntley, and they were arrested because Kaufman pulled a gun on some men at a (gasps) 7-Eleven who were said to be like harassing her boyfriend. So she was like, that's my man and pulled a gun. Oh, because, you know, got to stand up for your mans, I suppose. Mm. So she... So this was not as crazy as being charged for murder, but she was charged with possession of a firearm and of meth. Oh, Oh. interesting. Yeah. So, you know, she was taken to the jail, whatever. This this (laughs) makes freaking out about, you know, making fun of your boyfriend and whipping out a gun make a lot more sense. Right? (laughs) So... Then she had met Marlo, who was her current boyfriend at the time of the murders, just before this arrest happened. And then when her boyfriend at the time was arrested again, she said, peace out to him and went to be with Marlo. So she was like, no, nay, nay, you're you're crazy. You're in jail. You're a bad influence. Let me go be with this other man who's going to be so much better for me. He scares me. I'm going to go be with him. Exactly. (laughs) So they stayed in Newbury Springs, California. And then she actually later testified that this is where he first beat her and where the fear originated. Mm. So shortly after they got together, uh, her boyfriend told her that his father had died and that they needed to travel to Kentucky 
to go see the family and whatnot. Or he would like beat her again or something. You know, obviously. But little did she know that the real reason for the trip was to kill a quote unquote snitch. Mm. Mm. So his father did not die. This was not supposed to be some family gathering. Nana. He sounds like a keeper. (laughs) Right? He wanted her to go kill someone. At least his morals are intact. You don't let a rat live. This is true. I agree. So she was actually told by her boyfriend that she had to be the one to do the killing. That makes sense. But it ended up going south and he ended up doing killing anyway. (laughs) So she was not even responsible for this murder, but later down the line was still ended up being charged. This is one of the five murders that she was charged for and put on death row for although she was not actually the one that pulled the trigger. Um, And then- I mean, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like you can still be involved in making something happen. Yeah. I mean, she literally had the gun and lured this man to the location where he was then murdered. It's kind of like, you know, Charles Manson. Mm -hmm. He never actually killed anyone. Yeah. He was not, not the one. So she ended up being charged for that one. And she states that after beating her several times while they were in Kentucky, they then drove down to Atlanta where her boyfriend was said to have a job lining up, but ended up losing the job within a day Uh. because he never showed up because he was too busy in the hotel room beating her and then Mm. shaved all, all of her hair off. Well, that does sound like a lot of work. Yeah, so, you know, couldn't go into work. They had to go back to Kentucky because he lost his job in Atlanta. But, fun fact, while they were traveling, they stopped in Tennessee where they got married. How sweet. You know, after murdering someone together, it was just... Bonding. They bonded. Well, if they're married, they can't testify against each other. Jacob, that is a great point. Thank you. That was exactly what his point probably was. Probably. And she was just... Terrified to say no. So married him. But then this is where it gets me. Like, girlfriend, were you really scared of him or are you just crazy? Mm -hmm. She got a tattoo on her butt the day they got married that says, quote unquote, I belong to the Falsome Wolf, which I suppose is his nickname. I mean, at least she's classy. It was on the booty. Sounds like his Xbox username. (laughs) Oh, it probably was. (laughs) So she belongs to him. It's on her butt cheek permanently for life. I belong to Syphilips 69. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Bitches be crazy, Jessica. Bitches be crazy. That's true. (laughs) So now we're back in November in California, back where I started. And that's where they murdered Karina Novis and Lionel Murray. It has now come to light that they had kidnapped and murdered a woman named Sandra Neary on October 11th even though at the time the police had seen no connection between the two cases, even Mm -hmm. though they were convicted of murder in the same area around the same time. And this woman was missing, but they were like, to be fair, it's California. This is true. And they were tweakers. Uh, We have a lot of those. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. you still live there. I do. I do, sadly. (laughs) So then after kidnapping and murdering this woman on October 11th, they went and decided to travel to Bullhead, Arizona and murder Pamela Simmons. Just just travel murder real quick. Real quick. Let's just go over to Arizona. Road trip. Right? After kidnapping her while she withdrawed cash from an ATM. So really, they have a type. They stalk the peeps at the ATM, kidnap, sodomize, murder. Oh, you left that detail out. It's just part of the process. (laughs) Grab a a couple thousand dollars. Yes. There's some, you know, inappropriate butt stuff. Yes. And then there's murder. And then the murder, which always happens by strangulation. Wow. 
So for those four murders of the woman in California and Arizona, plus the murder in Kentucky, that is all of the five murders that she was convicted for. And that's basically it. And she still sits on death row till this day in California awaiting her death. Wow. Yeah. Not dead babies. Definitely not dead babies. That's true. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I heard you mention one dead baby. No, not one. Mine had like 200 to 400 dead babies. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was just dead young women and then one dead snitch. So, I mean, mm, not as bad. The snitch doesn't count. Yeah. That's not a person. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> God. <laughs> what? I didn't know that fucking rodents were considered people now. It's vermin. Vermin. Literally a rat. Yeah. That's how the Black Plague started. Yep. Do you want to risk that? No. Thank you, Danny. You're welcome. <laughs> that was fun. That was interesting. Yeah. Fucking wild. They just decided I mean, to travel all over and just she was kill just like, people I'm everywhere. really scared. Let's murder and sodomize people. Yeah, you know the sodomy was a little out of nowhere. Right. You know? <laughs> like was it the was it the husband who was just really into sodomy? Probably. Yes. I mean, she wasn't the one. So It could have been. To be fair, even male uh sociopaths mm-hmm. in the past have quote unquote sodomized victims, male and female, mm-hmm. with like inanimate objects. Oh. Such well, as a broom handle. Okay. It could have been her. I believe that was the boyfriend slash husband. I also believe that just for contribution, the <laughs> but because crazier things have happened, mm-hmm. you can't rule that kind of stuff out. That's true. That's true. It did not state whom it was. Although I do remember one of the first victims, there was semen up her, up her booty. So I will say that it was the husband. Mm. I think that makes sense. Yes. I thought it made sense before, but now it really now, does. I, what now if, I really believe what if it. They, what if the husband had sex with his wife Right, because he oh. was a good Christian man. And then they turkey basted the semen out of her, like of her vagina. Let's, let's not. And then put it and squeezed that juice right up in her, the victim's butthole. But why, why, why does they it do have that? to be vagina to butt? Why can't it be butt to butt? But then there is proof it is his semen. His semen in her butthole. I know. No, I am saying that would be a stupid thing to intentionally do. But Oops. at the same time, is it a sane person who kidnaps and rapes and then murders someone for this like a true. couple a couple G's? That's true. I don't Probably even not. think it was that much money that they got from these people. They just got high off the murder. And then probably bought drugs and got actually high mm-hmm. off yes. the murder. They did do the meth, so I'm assuming that's what the money was spent on. Meth addicts. <laughs> what are you going to do? Put them on death row, probably. Yes. Yeah, death row them. Well, shall we spin the wheel a second time? Yeah. Sure. Spin it. What did we land on? Ew. I don't I don't enjoy that fake enthusiasm. What did we land on? What is it? Uh, I was about to leave. I was about to end the whole thing. What is it? Tear up our contract. It's on there. Right, contract? The, the wheel, shut up. So the wheel says, <laughs> name a show. You must fuck one of the cast members. Wait. So this is like a like everyone at the table picks a show, names it. But then the other two. Pick someone. Well, even even the one that named it. You still got to fuck one of them. Okay. I have a question. Yeah. Do I have to fuck a man? No. No one ever said that. Of course not. All right. Let's fuck do whoever it. you want. Okay. Oh my God. I've got it. You ready? Uh-huh. Jersey Shore. Ooh. I'm so glad you asked. Is it Wow? No, it is not Wow. It's going to be Sammy. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. 
she's not ugly and she's not a gremlin yes. and she doesn't look like she did meth for a while. Mm, okay. Yeah. Now she was the only one on the show that was in a relationship for a while. And so she's, she, you can, you can literally just see the craziness seeping off of her. Yeah. So yeah. that's going to have to be a one and done type of, type of situations. Yeah. Speaking of situations, I'm assuming your choice to fuck would be Mike, the situation. No, I hate him. Oh, okay. I hate him a lot. Well, you got Polly Shore? Nope. Hate him too. What's the other one? Is it Polly Shore? Polly D? Polly D. Polly I've never D. seen this show. Oh shit. Danny's never seen Jersey Shore. It's okay. I'll show you pictures. The situation? No. Polly D? No. What's the other one? It's the one who's quiet, who you almost forget is there. He has way less hair than the other two. Uh, Vinny? There we go. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. For about- only one night because I have to. What about the dude that was in the relationship with Sammy? I forgot his name. Who? I didn't watch the show. Oh. I just remember all the people in it because they were all over everything, giving interviews to everyone for a really yeah. long time. It was really big. Surprised you never watched it. Not even one. Not even one. Episode. Not even one. You actually tried to get me to watch it a couple of times. It's fucking hilarious. Here, hold on, Danny. I got you. We're going to open up multiple tabs. I don't know if you're ready, honestly. I don't think I am. All right. You ready for the situation? This is Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike. Situation. The situation. That's what he calls himself. Okay. It's the abs for me, guys. Is it because he's pointing to them? Yes. That's how I noticed. He you can't. You- there's no way you can miss them. Yeah. He wants you to look at them. Yeah. Don't look away. Give it a second. Think about it. Okay. Next. Okay. Next is Polly D. Okay. AKA my least favorite. Yeah. Let's next it. Okay. And then there's Vinny, AKA my reluctant choice. That's who I would choose. Well, the last one. There's another one. There's a fourth guy. I told you about him. I don't need to see him. I forgot his name. Same. (laughs) Hold on. He was boning Sammy. Other guy. It was like Randy or something. Jersey Shore. (laughs) Oh my God. I found him by searching other guy Jersey Shore. (laughs) That one. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's him. Mm -hmm. I don't remember his name. (laughs) Sandy Relief. Nope. No, (laughs) that's a charity. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Yeah, no, it doesn't have his name. Other guy. Okay. Or the other guy. Nope, not the other guy. So wait, I'll go wait, with guy but number here's three. Here's half of his face. Are you sure? I'm sure. He shaves his armpits. Does he? I mean, that's yeah, kind of double nice. there. Yikes. Yeah, he does. I'll go with guy number three. That was Vinny. Vinny. All right. Okay. Danny, do you have a show that you want to bring up? Yeah. The only one I know we've all seen. Friends. Friends. So glad you said that. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston. I would fuck the shit of Jennifer Aniston. Today, back in nineteen ninety nine. I don't give a shit. You're so basic. Jessica? Interesting. Um, I think I would bang Matt LeBlanc, which oh, is... It's Joey. It's Joey. That's a pretty basic answer, Jessica. I mean... Yeah. How, come you're not, how, come, how come you're not fucking David Schwimmer? Who's that? That's because Ross. He, <laughs> I don't like him. Yeah. Wow. I'm not attracted to him. I'm more attracted to Matthew Perry, to be honest. That's Chandler. Chandler. That's Chandler. I'd bang. No, you'd bang Gunther. <gasps> oh my God. I changed my answer. I would bang Gunther. <laughs> okay. He owns the coffee shop. I know who it is. <laughs> no, we'd go to town. What about Paul Rudd? Oh, he was cast for like the very last like couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Nah, because he's like obviously fun. I want a wild card. Okay. Gunther with the bleached hair. Oof. Danny? Chandler. Chandler? Yes. Interesting. Is it though? I thought she would have went with Joey. I thought you would have chosen... Janice. Mm, that was oh, a close second. Janice. Maybe her and Chandler at the same time. There we go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 
Oh my God. God. That would just whew, really get me. Yep. I just came. I don't know about you guys. Mm. All right. It's my turn to provide a TV show. I thought she would have chosen Marcel. The monkey? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> also, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme was on the show. No, no, like a cast, like someone who got paid for every episode. He was episode there for a or... whole episode. No. So was... You can't say Paul Rudd then. So he was, was Brad only there Pitt. for like one season. No, Paul Rudd was there for like two or three seasons. Two or three seasons that amounted to like five episodes. What about Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt was in one episode. Great. I'd still choose Chandler. I still choose Gunther. <laughs> you guys are crazy. All right. For my television show that everyone will have to fuck one of the cast members, I will choose... We're going to have to look them up for you. The Good Place. Oh. Yeah. I mean, every, we already know, like, obviously. No Chris, shit. Kristen Bell. You just wanted to be able to say that, Jake. No, no, no. Okay. Sure. I wanted you to have to be, have some tough decisions to make. But Kristen Bell, for sure. She's been my, like, childhood crush since she was in Assassin's Creed 2. Honestly, I choose her as well. That's fair. Fully understand that. And now that she's a mom, she's kind of hotter. Not going to lie. Something about it. It makes her curvier. Yeah. Or Jason. Mm. He's cute. He's an idiot on the show, but uh -huh. mm, I'd bone him. If it's a one-time deal, I'm in. So who's it going to be? Him, Jason. Okay, there you go. Jessica? Sorry, I'm still looking up the cast. Noted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Adam Scott. Ah, uh, he does. He plays He plays a, the demon. a demon. Done. He's really funny. Yeah, he's getting done. Mm. He's going to have his hands full. Ew. <laughs> Literally. No. Nope. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's mm. gonna be sore. Stop. <laughs> All right, guys. You know what time it is? Is it time for your story? It's time for my story. Well, go on. I don't think you're gonna beat me. Kimberly Cargill was born in November 1966 in Mississippi. Oh, our stepmom asked you to look into this one, didn't she? Wrong, Katie. Dumbass. Which Katie? Katie Little. Katie, my coworker. Katie. <gasps> Katie, who was almost a guest. Katie. Yeah, that Katie. How exciting. That Katie, who's going to be a guest soon, eventually. Awesome. When she was a child, Kimberly Cargill, she moved to the Fort Worth, Dallas area in Texas with her father and sister. She was outgoing as a child, became a cheerleader in high school. Uh. Right, super popular. She got married and pregnant right after high school, but she got divorced a short time after. Oh, no. And had to raise her baby all by herself. Sad. Until she lost her custody battle a short while after that. Mm. So now she didn't have to raise that baby. Not too long later, Kimberly met another man and became pregnant once again. Oh, and married. Mm. Yeah. About three years later, Kimberly and her husband were divorced. Uh. Soon after the divorce, Kimberly once again met a man, got pregnant. Ah. Uh. But she did not get married this time. Mm. But they did break up just after the child was born. Sadness. Yeah. Now, being single with two babies to raise, Kimberly moved to Smith County in Texas. That's our county. In the city of Tyler. <gasps> oh. Yeah, a little close to home, right? A little close to home. Literally really close to she home. She wanted to attend Tyler Junior College so that she could become a nurse. About six years later, Kimberly lost custody of her oldest son, and by oldest, I mean technically her second oldest because she already lost custody of the oldest oldest. Right, right. Okay. Soon after losing her son, Kimberly met a man. She got pregnant and got married, and they got divorced within the, the year of the child being born. I feel 
I feel like there's a pattern. I don't I don't know what you're saying. But. I don't know how you're seeing patterns. Okay. All of Kimberly's ex-husbands would later testify that Kimberly was easily irritated and would become physically violent when angry. One ex even stated that Kimberly allegedly lit his apartment on fire after an argument. Oh. Casual. Kimberly then dropped out of college when she wouldn't show her grades to her parents, so they refused to continue paying her tuition. I mean, that makes sense. It does, yeah. Now we're gonna flash forward some, just move on a little bit. Kimberly is now, right, she's still raising her two sons, 111, 14, but she is now a nurse at a hospital and she lives in a nice home, either Tyler or White House, somewhere in this area. Potato, potato. Kimberly hired Cherry Walker to babysit her four-year-old child. Cherry was developmentally challenged. She was legally mentally handicapped, but she was able to live on her own. She had a, you know, like one of those like, oh, social okay. workers that so helped she's, her. She's super functional. Yeah, but she has the she has the like brain function of like a nine-year-old. Poor baby. Yes. Cherry wanted to earn some extra money, and Kimberly needed someone to watch her four-year-old son. So she hired her. Cherry apparently becomes very shaky and child even more, even like more extremely childlike when anyone got angry with her, which if we look at the past history of Kimberly was gonna happen, right? Right, she's volatile. Yeah. So Kimberly's ex-husband, one of them, wanted custody of her 11-year-old son, stating that he had photographic evidence that Kimberly had physically abused him. But that doesn't sound like her. No, yeah. Uh, she actually That's had sarcasm. physically abused every single one of her children. Yes. All of them boys, by the way. The 11-year-old was staying with the father when the courts ordered that Kimberly's four-year-old son be placed into the custody of her mother during the investigation. Cherry Walker was served a subpoena to testify in the court hearing. Kimberly then told Cherry that she didn't have to testify and that she could either leave town or hide out at Kimberly's house. She has options. She doesn't have to answer the subpoena. Yes, she does. No, not if she flees town or hides in Kimberly's house. There will be legal repercussions. There, there are options, though. So Kimberly told her friend that if Cherry testified, it would, quote, ruin everything. Oh. Mm. Oh, poor Cherry. Cherry tried to call an attorney to get out of testifying because she's mentally handicapped, but she was told that she would still have to testify. Cherry decided that if she was forced to testify, that she would not lie to protect Kimberly. Good for Cherry. Right? Later that night, Kimberly called Cherry and offered to take her out to dinner and would pay her to clean Kimberly's house. Cherry's friend urged her to stay home, take her medication, and lock her doors. Cherry then called Kimberly. Why? Kimberly what? seems like such a reasonable person. I mean, I thought the same thing. I was like, free meal. You know, easy money. Why not? Cherry called Kimberly to tell her not to come over, and Kimberly called her back. And then Kimberly's phone records show she didn't use her phone again until over four hours later. Kimberly's neighbor saw Kimberly cleaning up unusually early the next morning. Sorry, she saw her awake unusually early cleaning out her car. Now, this Herself? is important. Yes, this is important because Kimberly's car was famously filthy covered in wrappers and food and drinks and the outside was never cleaned just a gross car 
but when she met with a friend later that day, it was clean and shiny both inside and out, which was weird. A few hours later, a pizza delivery driver made a wrong turn where he discovered a burned corpse on the side of the road. He then called 911. Police were unable to identify the body and the local news ran a piece about the found corpse using pictures. Cherry's father thought it could be her since she didn't attend church that morning and she never missed. Oh, poor baby. Police then were able to match the dental records and they positively identified the body of Cherry Walker. How sad. Cherry's friend called police and informed them that she believed Kimberly was the one to kill Cherry. They obtained a search warrant for Kimberly's house and her car. When police saw how nasty Kimberly's, ho Kimberly's house was and how clean her car was, they knew something was up, but they couldn't actually do anything about that yet. Kimberly was arrested a couple days later for causing harm to a child. Do you remember? She was under investigation for the abuse of her 11-year-old. Yes. I do remember that. So she was arrested. Police took this opportunity to see if Kimberly's DNA matched the DNA that they found at the crime scene. And the DNA was a positive match. Where did they find her DNA? Uh, they found a uh, a Burger King wrapper on the side of the road. Are you serious? Uh-huh. Wow. Her dirty ass car had something fall out of it? Uh-huh. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> yep. So Cherry's body had bruises, major wounds to the head, I hate you. And the believed cause of death was asphyxiation. There was no ash in her lungs, meaning she was not burnt alive. She was burnt. Thank God, at least for that. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, oh, damn, she burnt this chick alive. That sucks. That's horrible. Poor thing. Uh, later, Kimberly was charged for the murder of Cherry. While on the stand, though, Kimberly stated that her and Cherry went out to eat together, had a pleasant time, and drove home when Cherry had a seizure. Oh no. That's right. Now the seizure caused Cherry to pass out. Kimberly tried to help her, but realized, oh no, she's dead. Okay. Then Kimberly was scared that she would be blamed for Cherry's death. So she took Cherry's body to a country road, dumped the body, doused it in lighter fluid and set it on fire. Out of being afraid of being blamed for her, her yes. death. Yes. Logical. That makes the prosecution sense. destroyed her story <laughs> well, <obviously>. very swiftly. <laughs> very swiftly. Oh no, my friend had a seizure. I'm going to burn her corpse. Yeah. Kimberly was found guilty of first degree murder and was sentenced to death. And this is about 2015, somewhere around there. Yeah. In 2017, the one of the courts in Texas, like the high courts, like I don't know if it's the Supreme Court or whatever. I don't think it's Supreme Court of Texas, but anyway, a high court denied Kimberly an appeal and she is still on death row right now. But seeing as how she was denied her first appeal. Won't be long. More than likely, she will be denied the rest of them. Oh, except, except that- You get um, multiple appeals. Right. And the, the our current president is very against the death penalty. Um, however, just little note, I mentioned some recent um, events that I wanted to bring up uh -huh. for this episode in particular. Um, January this year, there was a, a woman executed. Oh, who was that? Um, it's Montgomery. It's something Montgomery. Give me one second. Lisa Montgomery, the first federal execution in like 70 years. Federal? What'd she do? Well, I'm glad you asked. 
because Lisa Montgomery, um, this was a while ago. It was, I think, 2007 when this happened because I looked into her story. She got in touch with another woman on the Internet, got to know her, um, bonded with her, found ways to get closer to her, scheduled a meetup in order to adopt a puppy from her. And when they finally met up, she strangled her to death and then cut out her unborn child. Uh, oh, fuck. And did what with the child? Uh, decided to keep it and try to pass it off as her own newborn. Huh. Well. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yes. So she just died in January. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> fuck. I know. Hold on. I, I got to get my pages back. So this is Lisa Montgomery. She was executed by lethal injection on January 13th of this year. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. Look at how grumpy she looks. Well, she's going to die. So she's probably not too happy about that. I've seen that picture. Well, she did just die. So. Yeah, maybe. It yeah, was maybe probably it. on the interweb. It was really big news. She was 52 at the time. Let's see. And she tried yes. to pass it off like it was her child at 52 years old. She's fi She was 52 when she was... Put to death. Oh, okay. In 2007 was when all this happened. Oh, okay. And Damn, that was a quick death. That was a short time on death row. Yeah. Huh. Like there are, I mean, there was yours. That happened a while ago and she's still on death row now. Yeah. So she was sentenced to death in 2007, but she murdered Bobby Joe Stinnett in 2004, who was eight months pregnant. Damn. Poor woman. That yeah. Poor she child. strangled her. And then did a very sloppy C-section on her body to remove her baby from her. That's fucking brutal. Good news. The baby is fine. She's now a, I think, a 15-year-old girl. Not mentally she ain't fine. Well, no, <laughs> I wouldn't imagine so. But she, she lived through that and uh, is alive today, which I think is great news. I would agree. Yeah, right. it says the baby was later returned to her father unharmed. Ready for the last wheel spin? I am. I'm sorry. I'm bumming everybody out with all these. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and close your <laughs> laptop. Close it. Last wheel spin time. I'm going to spin it. Spinning. Good job, Jake. Thank you. That was Thank a good, you. strong spin. It was a little weaker than my normal spins. I know. But well, you have weak little arms. No, I don't. I have big, strong arms. I'm a big man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's a normal thing that makes you feel bougie? Anything name brand. Anything name brand? Pretty much. So buying Dove shampoo? Yeah. Craft you feel mac bougie? and cheese? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. You do buy the Equate shit. No. It's great value. Great value. It's the same thing. Equate, I buy- Great value. I buy the Amazon brand shampoo and conditioner. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't do that. <laughs> I'll buy the off-brand stuff for a lot of stuff at like Ralph's or Vaughn's. There's nothing wrong with buying off-brand, Jessica. Don't worry. I support you. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just mean I feel bougie when I get to buy like name brand stuff. I feel you. Yeah. Um, or I feel bougie when I get to buy any like special diet foods. Mm -hmm. I did a like 14-day trial on a special diet food like subscription. It was called Thrive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I ordered Jacob Tritum. It was like cauliflower chips or something. Uh-huh. Collie crisps. <laughs> I can't remember. So bougie. 
It felt bougie because it was like, I don't know, it's that kind of shit. You only find it like fucking Sprouts. Yes. And I never go to Sprouts. It's expensive. But there it was. It was in my house and I was eating it and I was like, oh my God, this must be what being rich feels like. Cauliflower chips. Oh, it was cabbage. Cabbage. It was cabbage. It was cabbage. Yep. They're pretty good. Not going to lie. That Actually, sounds- yeah, they, <laughs> they really weren't bad. Yeah. They had dill pickle flavor, sea salt and vinegar, and something else like Thai, spicy Thai or something. Yeah. I don't know. They're pretty good. They were good. So for me, something that's normal that makes me feel bougie, when I don't look at the price of something, I just buy it. And that could be literally anywhere. Like I go into a restaurant and I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just order this. That sounds good. And then I just give my card, pay for it. Don't think about it. Makes me feel like I'm like super fucking rich. Like mm. I'm like, they're probably back there like, oh my God, he didn't even look at the price. <laughs> 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 that's exactly what they're thinking yeah i kind of feel a little bougie every time i eat sushi because sushi kind is of, bougie it's kind of that like i don't know that like really basic thing you expect californians to be obsessed with i'm one of them mm-hmm. i love it so much how about you danny who hates everything that's good <laughs> including like puppies and babies and stuff hey <laughs> i just hate sushi you i'm hate sure all, all seafood most seafood, yes, I'm not a fan of. I would say there is a chance that I may find a sushi that I enjoy one day. I'm just not ready with my sensitive stomach to try different ones. It's so clean, though. <laughs> Don't buy it cheap. Okay. Don't buy it in like <laughs> a food court at the mall like I did the first time I tried it. Because it'll make you feel disgusting yeah, like and- I did. And don't be peer pressured into trying a sushi that's smothered in cream cheese even though everyone at that table knows that you fucking hate cream cheese. Yeah, don't do that. I would not don't mind that then, one. Because then you'll gag and the sushi chef will watch you gag and be very offended. You're yeah. just an asshole Especially though. when you spit it out into a napkin. Yeah, he gets he gets angry, that sushi chef. True. Okay. When I fill up my entire gas tank all at once. Really? Yes. Oh, she's a Californian. Oh, it's oh, oh. Like we forget. $45 to fill up my gas tank. And I fill it up once a week, sometimes more when I'm actually working in person and not remotely. And so there are definitely days where I'm like, okay, I'm not driving this weekend. So I only need to put in like $5. No, I got it. So yeah, I don't need to fill it up all the way. I can remember that. Remember when Terry and I had the truck? Yep. In California, it was like 80 bucks to fill that up. Yeah. When I had the Jeep. Mm-hmm. It was $75 to fill up my tank and I had to fill it up every single week. Yeah. If I drove anywhere. Yep. I mean, the Jeep got like nine miles to the gallon, so that didn't help, but. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, sometimes you get a day where you're like, I'm feeling rich today. I'm putting all $45 in. <laughs> I don't even give a shit. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's pretty bougie. Whereas like here, everybody's like, oh my God, gas is $2 a gallon. Dude, I caught myself doing it. <laughs> I was going to fill up my gas tank and I was like, holy shit. Two dollars. Like, gas is like two twenty. What the fuck? And then like I had to stop myself with like, bro, like it's over four dollars. <laughs> like it's elsewhere. almost five bucks in yeah. California. <laughs> like, relax. Yeah. But it's because when we moved here, gas was like it was two dollars. And people were like, Oh, gas is kind of high at two dollars. And then it got down to like one eighty and it was one eighty for a longest time. And then now it's then it dropped. Up. No, it dropped even lower. It was like one sixty. Like yeah, yeah, one sixty-five. I was filling time. up my entire gas tank for like fifteen bucks. Wow, lucky you. We are very lucky, aren't we? Yeah. Yes. It was nice. It was very nice. 
It wasn't $45. I could have filled up my gas tank three times. Thanks, Jake. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't drive anywhere, so I fill my, fill up my gas tank like once a month. That's true. It's not like California where I was driving like an hour and a half to that, and from work. That's what I'm and, saying. Like in California, it didn't matter if you didn't go out on the weekends. Like you didn't have to party. No. You still spent a shit ton just trying to get like 10 miles away Uh huh. because of all the traffic. Yep. Traffic, traffic. Well, Danny. Yes, Jacob. We're at the end of the episode. That was it. Woo. We're done. We just want to, as a, as a duo of Jake and Jess, we want to formally thank you for being a part of our show. Gracias. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I hope you had fun. Hope a lot of memories were made. And I hope you tell all of your friends to listen to this episode you because now, you're on it. You now know who in the Jersey Shore cast you're willing to bone. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've also been depressed by many dead babies. Lots of dead babies in this one. My bad. That happens. It wasn't me who did it. Dead babies it will do that. was just me who talked about it. Yeah. Yes. Well, this message is now to you, listener. If you yes. have any wheel spin ideas or topic ideas or feedback or you hate us let us know fan mail at three shots in.com you can send us anything except for lewd images and we will reply honestly we literally get no email please send us your nudes anything you have no i don't want your nudes address it to jake at three shots in.com your no. nudes to jake at three shots in.com don't do that if you want to send us nudes you can through Patreon. You can message us whatever nudes you want through Patreon. Go to threeshotsin.com. That'll take you to our Patreon page. Just subscribe and then you can message us, send whatever you want. It's Patreon, not only fans. And it's they supposed can to be the us. other way around. They're, they're paying us to view their nudes. I think that's fair. <laughs> Honestly, a nude critique business might be. Oh, that might be in our future. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Please don't send us that. Um, but do subscribe to our Patreon because we do offer extra stuff on there sometimes when we have the extra time. And thank you for listening. Wherever you are listening, please rate, review, subscribe. This has, in fact, been Three Shots In. And good night. Good night. Bye. I don't want to wait for Terry to scream. Ew, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Just like like fucking Adam Scott. No, Adam Scott wouldn't scream. I would make him scream. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd make him scream his own name. <laughs> you would break him. He's pretty scrawny. No, for real, though. Yeah. What about Adam Scott and Nathy Peluso? Oh, my God. Oh, he'd be a broken man after that. Mm-hmm. He'd be a shell. It'd be like Theon Greyjoy in Game of Thrones. Oh, R.I.P. Adam. We love you. (laughs) R.I.P.